So they brought up this topic, and who? Okay, look, please, the most sensitive among you, please help us out here. Who is upset over a shirt that says "Young Aspiring Artist"? Only where it says "Artist," it's crossed out, and then it says "Astronaut." It's a toddler T-shirt, and it says it sparked controversy online. The shirt, which featured the saying young aspiring artist, but had the word artist crossed out and replaced with professions like astronaut and president, got major backlash from online users who criticized the retailer for stifling children's creativity. On Twitter and Facebook, comments poured in, because that's what happens on Twitter and Facebook. Hey, Old Navy, what's wrong with being an artist? The fact that Old Navy is saying that being an artist isn't a respectable profession and promoting that in children's clothing is ridiculous. And from one proud artist, thanks, Old Navy, for telling kids that art is a less viable career path than astronaut. Yeah. First of all, a shirt is not going to make a child be either one of those things. Especially a toddler shirt. No. I don't get this at all. Like, are, are they saying that... I, I'm so confused by the shirt in the first place. Are they discouraging kids from being artists? Is that the is that the implied message of it's the shirt? Just saying that it's dissing art. Okay, so like the the toddler wants to be an artist, but then the parent wishes to nip that right in the bud at toddler age and go, oh no no, you're going to be president or you're going to be an astronaut. I don't understand the shirt. I don't understand the outrage. I don't understand anything. I think the shirt is basically just implying that kids want to be all different things. And, you know, you want to be a ballerina. You want to be a nurse. You want to be like, I grew up wanting to be all these different things before I, you know, Mm. got into radio. So I think that might be it. You didn't want to be Cuban when you were growing up, though. Oh, <laughs> damn. I coin you. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. If somebody could just explain that shirt to me, I'd appreciate it. They pulled the shirt, though, didn't they? <laughs> yes. Then, And I, I'm sorry. I don't shop at Old Navy a lot anyway, but if they're going to fold to pressure like that. I mean, yeah. I think what they do is they release a shirt. I think this is what these clothing companies do, Abercrombie and Fitch. They release a shirt, and then they create the controversy on their own. And then they pull the shirt just so they can get a bunch of free publicity. Maybe so. The backlash was started in late December, according to this article on Yahoo, ultimately resulted in Old Navy removing the shirt from its stores and online. And spokesperson Debbie Felix said in a statement, At Old Navy, we take our responsibility to our customers seriously. We would never intentionally offend anyone, and we are sorry if that has been the case. Our toddler tees come in a variety of designs, like including tees that feature ballerinas, unicorns, trucks, and dinosaurs, and include phrases like free spirit. They are meant to appeal to a wide range of aspirations. With this particular tee, as a result of customer feedback, we have decided to discontinue the design and will work to remove the item from our stores. You ever see those uh, T-shirts online, like at T-shirt hell and all those websites? They're little toddler tees, and it says, all mommy wanted was a back rub. Daddy should have pulled out early, things like that. Those I could see where you'd find offensive. 
Like, that's the point, though. Right. The point is that grown-ups look at the shirt and go, oh, you must be so cool to have such an offensive shirt on a little toddler. Yeah, this story is the definition of fake outrage. Right. Like I, This is it. You are so right. I have yet to see a story that epitomizes fake outrage like this. In July, Target faced criticism for one of its graphic T-shirts, which was aimed at girls and had the word trophy written across the front in bold lettering. Okay, now I can see outrage with that. Absolutely. But this future, a young aspiring artist? Helen, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Hey, I think they just mean that. Well, I think they mean, you know, a kid is all into art. When you're a baby, you bring home your finger paintings and your this and that and put it on the. Um, and I think they're saying, okay, you're not going to be an artist. You're going to be. I think it's just like. Mm-hmm. But I really think it's a bad shirt. It's just not funny. It's not. I don't think it's bad, like, uh, offensive. I just think it's stupid. That's where I am on it. I, I don't think it's an offensive shirt. It's just, it's so no, confusing that I don't get it. it it's definitely confusing. stupid. Yeah. Like, it's a, you want to get a shirt that says homework sucks or something like that? <laughs> you know, I, I get that. It might be stupid, but at least I get it, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you trying to, oh, this. Uh, here's some fake outrage right here. What's up, Gigi? How are you? Gigi, oh. Yeah, I, I think everybody's name? thinking too hard about it. It really, it, I think they're just taking the actual phrase because nobody really says, you know, up and coming, inspiring anything except for artists. Hmm. And they're just taking that phrase and just putting a line through it and just adding something else just to be funny. They're not taking anything away from, from an artist. They're just taking the actual phrase. I see what he's, I see what he's saying. Crossing hmm. it out and just putting something else in. Hmm. Like as a joke, you know, because right, like, you hear yeah. aspiring artists all the time. True, you never hear aspiring yeah, president. Does. Maybe that's the point. Yeah, hmm, maybe. I think that's all they're trying to do. I don't think it. Try, I don't think it actually means anything. I think they're just taking the quote. All right, and just I'll buy that. Going from there, that's the best explanation I've heard so far. Uh, now you are Gigi, and you say you find this yeah. shirt offensive. Yeah, you got to be kidding me. No, I really think they're offensive. First of all, I think it's none of their business. I don't know why they're doing that in the first place. None of their business. What's none of their business? They're trying to sell T-shirts. It's a shirt for a toddler. That is their business. Well, that's what they're doing. But it's really, I mean, in the, in the world of design, they could go a lot better places than that. It's saying, it's replacing one thing with another with the suggestion that the thing they're replacing it with is a better thing to be. And to be, when you're an artist or a musician or whatever, many times you're just born that way. It would be like, um, suppose the shirts instead said white, it was crossed out and said black. That's totally... <laughs> wait, 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 expiring what? black person? I mean, what, <laughs> what, what does that mean? It's just saying what you are isn't good enough. It should be this. Uh, is that I really what you get out of that? I stood on my head and spit nickels. Man, you're really I trying hard artist, here. born as an artist, and I am an artist. How much, Do you make I good money? Like you make good money uh-huh. being an artist? Yeah. How much are you pulling in? Well, right now I'm not working, but when I worked, I worked. Then why the hell would I want my kid to be unemployed? (laughs) Well, it's not that I'm unemployed. I'm retired. Oh, okay. So you clocked good cash while you were employed as an artist. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Do you think that most artists make a pretty good living being an artist? Or do you think that most artists make a good living being a barista? See, this is the whole thing. A lot of people don't think well of artists. They're nutty. They're crazy. They don't make sense. I've heard that a lot. I bet. I've even thought that um, on occasion. There have been art shows I went to where the whole picture was one red dot, and I didn't get it either. But that's okay. You know, that's what they want to say. That's what they're saying. doesn't mean all artists are that vapid or what they do is uninteresting. Artists are 
individuals and they think individualistically. They're very original. Oh. And but a t-shirt doesn't have any effect on that. They march to a different drummer. What's wrong with marching to a different drummer? Why do you have to be an astronaut or an engineer or a scientist? Mm-hmm. Not your skill set. Grabo, you don't consider yourself an artist at all? You, you create on a daily basis every single day. You create four hours worth of content. Yes, not, you probably are. If you do creative work, no. then you're creative. You're an artist in a form, yeah. No, this, there's all kinds of artists. There's singers, right, there's sh- writers. Sh- there's- Grabo, you're an artist. I mean, this last painting that we've done for the last 10 minutes is trash, and we should throw it away, but you are still an artist. I don't see myself as an artist at all. I see myself as a guy who can talk, but I think anybody could talk. I don't, uh... So, no, no. Anybody can't talk. An artist is a person who practices any of the various creative arts, such as sculpting, novelist, poet, or filmmaker, a person skilled at a particular task or occupation. right. Yeah, I don't see myself as an artist. Don't you think they move the world forward in any way? Not as much as an astronaut or president. Well, president. I mean, how many people are going to be president? Uh, well, forty something so far. Um, but uh, yeah, out of how many people in in America? Right. So you should aspire to be that. You should want to be something that hardly Not any- necessarily. I don't particularly want to get shot in the head or have death threats of my life every day. I don't want my hair to turn gray over four years or eight years. Hmm. Okay. Well, look. I'm so <laughs> absolutely stressed out. Sure. Half some- the nation hates Obama. Okay. Oh God. Happening. I don't know. She turned this into black. First, she started with turning it into a black and white thing. Now she's turning it into Obama. You're saying it's not I, what I want to be. Okay, you I'm not telling you what you, what you have to be, finger painting Franny. What I'm, you're born creative and you're born artistic many times. Look. You don't unnecessarily have a choice in it. I was drawing portraits of people when I was two. I didn't have a choice in that. It's just what I was gifted with. Mm. When was your and first was nude gift. portrait? It was a great gift. Do you, do you do any nude portraits? <laughs> when I was two, no. I drew my mother. Was she naked when you drew her? No. She was wearing jewelry and lipstick. You said you're retired now. What did you retire from? From art, from what I was doing. Only you because just stopped I being an artist? Yeah. How, how do you stop being an I artist? How is that something you're retired from? Does a lion from? stop being a lion? I'm a fine artist. In other words, I'm an illustrator, and I'm trained in all different media. I can't do it until I have surgery on my eyes. Oh, sorry to hear that. Oh. Uh, okay. well, but really, you can't even see this call. dirt to be offended by it then, oh, am I right? come on. I'm just saying, like, oh, what? I mean, what's the point? Why would they even make that? Why would you make a declarative shirt like that for a child? It's ridiculous. Why would you care? Like, why, why would you care if some lady wants to, their kid to be a president instead of an artist? Why would you choose that? Why would you make any decision for a child? Completely up to them. Because you want your kid to be employable. You don't want your kid to be the uh, the epitome of an artist, which is Not to be working decision. at a Kinko's. No, it it's is my decision. It absolutely is my decision. I'm the one. I'm the one responsible for that kid for until the time he's 18 years old. So it actually is my decision. You can't change what that child is good at. My ass. I most certainly can. You I can, can get that kid cultivate the skills right. they have. But you can't give them skills they don't have. Of course you, you can. Give me math skills. I just don't have them. No, you could learn them if you would get your head out of the no, uh, the palette for them. a moment. <laughs> you know, I actually can't learn them. Why I not? have a math ability that's limited. I don't know. It's just I was born. What's the square root of sixty nine? Super developed um, right side of my brain, and the other side of my brain is not as developed. My skills sit in one particular area. 
why, Grabo, why are you fighting her? You are an artist. Yeah, we, I am not I, an artist. I think we're all artists. We are, Je ne suis pas uh, artiste. I, I'm glad SBK said we, it. I well, feel like we're all, we what, create on a daily basis. It, na- Drew, name something that you can't do. Like, can you draw? Can you play an instrument? Uh, I, I can play the recorder. And then, and then you have some people that, from birth, they see a piano and they understand it and they're like right. getting down like Beethoven. Yeah, and then yeah you, I have a son like the, that. The Shut kid, up. The kid like that, you can't be like, you need to get your math lessons together. Right. No, you need to buy that kid a piano and let him go to town. <laughs> I guess you bring you up. You can't put anything in a to- t-shirt. Shut up! Oh, God, you talk too much. It's <laughs> the most. It's a weird call. Most blabbermouthed artist I've ever spoken to in my life. Jesus, Mary and I Joseph. Guys just so you're just so limited, really. You are. I must be. I must be more common in my thinking than you. Than you're giving me credit for, because an awful lot of people didn't like those shirts. Okay. Uh, well, listen, you and everyone else who didn't like that shirt should get the hell out of our country because you don't belong here. You and your phony outrage and your watercolors and your pastels. My family, my family settled America. Okay. Well, it's about, about time to get the hell out of here, I think. You, America is I about- I don't think so. Yeah, you should. Don't go, Gigi. Go. Uh, America is about freedom, and if you don't like this t-shirt, then get the hell out. That's what I got to say. <laughs> me, me and Toby Keith say you should get the hell out of this country. America. That's what we Why say. Why would someone imprint a child with anything? Because that's what we do. We're parents. We steer our kids. We want to mold our kids towards employable careers. It's really careers. not good parenting. You should first find out what your kids are good at and help them to excel at what they're good at. Not <sighs> not tell them hey, with I, declarative sentences on stupid T-shirts when they're children. Not the, t- not the T-shirt part, dumb. but I do have to agree with her. My parents didn't want me to be in the radio. My dad kept telling me to get a real job. Really? Yeah. Well, right. I'm glad you didn't listen to him. Well, I mean... This right. is a real job. Yeah, because I would have made money somewhere. <laughs> what am I going to do with money? Art is more important. But he didn't put you in a uniform or anything that said you couldn't be that. You had to be something else. It's not a uniform. It's a T-shirt that just says young aspiring president. Well, president's one thing because it's kind of silly. Everyone knows not every okay. kid is going to grow up to be president. Well, he might be a senator. Engineer and astronaut and all the rest of it. Why, why is the attack particularly on the word artist? I don't know because artists are fun to make fun of because they're a little kooky. You're an artist. I'm not. Je ne suis pas artiste. Listen, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed the back and forth tremendously. I look forward to you okay. making my lattes for me. You and- should give her a, something off your desk for I what she's went through. Your lattes. You won't be making my lattes. I don't drink lattes. No, I might be designing the cup your lattes are in and making a lot of money out of it, but I won't be making your lattes. Well, I look forward to don't, drinking don't from your cup. Don't me. Not no. all artists are poor, by the way. Not all, but most. But thank you very much. Show me an artist, and I'll show you somebody who has their resume uploaded to monster.com but thank you very much i appreciate the uh, the time idiot. i agree me yeah what why am i an idiot because you're an artist an artist isn't somebody who just picks up uh, watercolors and different sorts of pastels and hues and starts painting an artist is somebody who creates you create every single day i took a salary hit when i came over from hot to work here and i said this is my artistic project now because i'm not getting rich off working here i'm doing this because i like to create every single day with you and he means this because he's using his hands i'm an artist <laughs> You are. You this create. Is my art. You create with your your words. Yeah, stinky boobs. <laughs> okay, it wasn't one of your better work, but you know, still, people will enjoy it. I guess I'm an artist. All right, thank you. What it do, my peeps? Welcome to the Drew Grabo Live Hit and Cut of the Day. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. As soon as the news broke. About Lovey Smith's firing, it broke on Twitter last night around 10.15 or so. I knew that one man, and one man only, could be responsible for this. A man who we thought we were done with in 2016. 
a man who I thought we spoke with for the final time this past Monday, but a man who clearly orchestrated the termination of Lovey Smith just so he could have one more appearance on Drew Garabo Live this year. Ladies and gentlemen, the man behind the firing of Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Lovey Smith, Justin Pulaski, the commish. Yes. Yes, it worked. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I watched your video uh, this morning, and I thought you made some great points, and I like what you had to say about why this happened and where the Bucs moved from here. Uh, Was this a result of not being on the same page as ownership? Was it the guys that he brought in as free agents not quite working out defensively, as you said on your video? A combination of all of the above, or what, Justin Pulaski? Yeah, I, I don't think there's one one thing that got him fired. I think it's the fact that he came in guns blazing, and they signed Michael Johnson to this massive contract, and he thought Josh McCown was going to be his quarterback moving forward, and I mean, every free agent signing he had in his first year was a bust, uh, and they spent a lot of money. Now, this past year, they didn't spend as much money, but none of his free agents, again, on defense worked out. Uh, He has eight wins in two seasons. He has three home wins in two seasons. And uh, Chris Mortensen on ESPN just reported that uh, the Bucs were actually considering firing Lovey after last year. Wow. So, uh, (sighs) no surprise uh, that they went ahead and made the move, and you know, the more I thought about it, this is their their owners, the, the Bucks owners, Blazers, love offense. And if they had to choose between their offensive coordinator or Lovey Smith, they damn sure weren't going to choose the defensive guy. They were going to go with the offensive guy. Now, that's sure. not saying that they're going to hire their offensive coordinator as head coach, but they were not going to get stuck with just Lovey without another offensive coordinator and have him have his third offensive coordinator in three years. So... The move had to be made, and now they're uh, they're on the hunt. I think the Bucks the Bucks head coaching job is the most attractive job in the NFL. Seth Kushner, a question for open, oh. open open job, not all jobs. Sure. But open. So, Justin, do you think that this is definitely Dirk Cutter's job to lose right now? I think he's the odds-on favorite. But I was sitting at that press conference today, and uh, with Jason Light, the general manager, and. Either he's a really good poker player or they're going to open this search up and make sure that they hire the best candidate. Now, he might be the best candidate, but if you're going to make a move, I don't think changing an offensive scheme is going to ruin Jameis Winston. Mm -hmm. I think changing an offensive scheme three times in five years could. So I think if they were going to make a move and they were going to be committed to whoever they go with for at least three years, and again, we say that, but the reason they keep firing head coaches is because they keep hiring the wrong ones. Hmm. I mean, look at it. Raheem Morris was an unproven guy who they just r- rolled the dice with. Greg Schiano, nobody was really on board with that one. And Lovey Smith was considered the safe choice at head coach, and he wasn't safe at all. He was the boring choice. They didn't uh, get the right choice when uh, they hired him. But with a rookie quarterback, a franchise guy in Jameis Winston, they have $50 million under the salary cap to spend in free agency, and they have high draft picks. I mean, what coach wouldn't want to take that opportunity and run with it and try and win a lot of ball games? Um, I think the Bucks' job is an attractive one. I think they'll hire the right guy. It could be Dirk Cutter. 
Justin, did Lovey Smith have a huge say with player personnel? Because normally when players are brought yeah. in, unless it's Chip Kelly, the general manager is responsible for that. Did he give Lovey Smith a lot of room to say, hey, these are my guys for my defense. You must bring them in? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think Jason Light, the general manager, sitting up in his office going, all right, former Bears and anyone that's played in the Tampa 2, we're bringing them all in. <laughs> I, I mean, that's obviously Lovey. Who's um, and Lovey Smith, by the way, had final say on the roster. Wow! Now, him and Jason Light worked very closely together. Um, you could tell that they were very close; that they were good friends. Uh, Jason Light was visibly upset at the press conference today. Uh, he made known that it was the Glazers' decision and not his. Um, mm-hmm. But in the end, it was Lovey Smith who called the shots. Especially when you think about the defensive players that were brought in. Those were Lovey Smith's guys. I think Jason Light and his scouting department had a big say in more of the offense, and that's why you see a lot of the draft picks offensively. And I think Lovey Smith, remember, free agency comes before the draft. So the Bucks would go out and get all these defensive guys in free agency, and everyone's like, well, they didn't draft any defensive guys. Well, that's because Lovey decided he was going to go out in free agency and get all his defensive guys. And then he said, I'm good. You can go ahead and draft your offensive guys in the draft. It didn't work out for Lovey, and that's why he's gone. We're speaking with Justin Pulowski, the commission online. Justin, what do you make of players like Levante David uh, reacting strongly and swiftly on Twitter, calling it a stupid move? Do you excuse them because of the passion that they feel for their team, for the city, and for the game? Or do you kind of think, eh, maybe you don't want to tweet that out uh, and kind of appear like you're disrespecting the organization that cuts you million-dollar checks? I, I did a, po- a podcast this morning, and it was not safe for work, so I'm going to try and do this in a um, safe for radio uh, type of rant. But I think Levante David, the thing he should have done is stay as far away from Twitter as possible. Levante David's tweet last night where he questioned the organization and then um, called out the people that wanted Lovey Smith fired, fans and media members. Um, I think that was irresponsible of a supposed leader on the team. I'm a huge fan of Levante David. I think he's a great player, but the reason Lovey Smith was fired wasn't because of fans, wasn't because of media, wasn't because of the Glazers. It was because his defense, Levante David's defense, the leader of the defense, played so poorly that it reflected poorly on their head coach who ran the defense and ultimately led to only eight wins in two seasons. So if he's going to point the finger at anyone, he should be pointing the finger at himself and the rest of the players on that defense for why Lovey Smith is gone. Justin, did the Glazers feel like the Bucks should have made the playoffs this year, or did they say, hey, you know what, I just don't like the direction this is going in? I think they didn't like the direction. As I stated before, you know, if they were considering firing them last year, I don't know if they had to make the playoffs this year, Seth, but six wins the way it unfolded. They were 6-6 six and six and then just completely tanked for the final four games of the season. Right. The defense was not getting better. The defense was actually terrible. They got no pass rush. They had nobody in the defensive backfield. There was really no hope on defense other than their two linebackers, Levante David and Quan Alexander. And I just think all of that led to um, Lovey Smith, who was a defensive-minded guy, and all the misses he had in free agency – that he just had to go. I don't think they had to make the playoffs this year, but they had to show improvement um, all around as a team. They did offensively, but the thing, the, the side of the ball he runs was uh, it just got 
actually got consistently bad, uh, worse as the season went on, and they were worse statistically this year when you look at points per game um, and also the, the quarterbacks that they went against. Uh, they gave up extremely high completion percentage and ex- extremely high QB ratings to uh, some of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and they didn't face Tom Brady, Carson Palmer, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers. Right. They didn't face any of the top quarterbacks this year, and they were still poor. We're speaking with Justin Pulaski. His website is BucksBlitz.com. Help uh, reassure some of the people out there who are calling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Cleveland Browns of the NFC and give us hope that we are uh, not a franchise in desperation mode right now, Justin. Well, I guess, I mean, and see, that's that's the knee-jerk reaction. But if, they, if you keep a coach that's mediocre to below average, then who are you, the Jaguars? Because that's what they do. They keep the same coach, and they go 6-10, and 5-11, and 11, or 4-12 four and, uh, four mm. and 12 each year. Right. So you can be, I guess you could either be the Jaguars or the Browns. What I like about the Bucks is they said, this isn't working, and we need to make a move. Now, again, as I pointed out, the reason they keep firing coaches every two to three years is they keep hiring the wrong ones. The Glazers hired the last three coaches. They hired Raheem Morris, they hired Greg Shannon, and they hired Lovey Smith. The guy who's running the search now is their general manager. This is how it should be. General manager Jason Light is going to run the search, and he's the guy who is part of the search in Arizona. Arizona, look at how good the Cardinals are. He helped hire Bruce Arians, who's their head coach, and they're having tremendous success. So now they put it in the hands of Jason Light to hire the right guy, and I think that was the right move by the Glazers. Justin, do you think Lovey Smith will ever be a head coach in the NFL again, or do you think those days are over and he might be looking at just being a defensive coordinator from now on? Uh, honestly, I, I don't know. And I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine who's also in the media, and I said, if the Buccaneers, if you had to choose either Dirk Cutter, their offensive coordinator, or the Bucks' head coach, Lovey Smith, as to which one of those, if they were just available, would get a job, a head coaching job in the NFL, who would it be? And, and need you, I mean, just immediate reaction was Dirk Cutter, saying that Lovey Smith, that he might not even get a sniff as a head coach. And he was your head coach. So if no other team wants him, then why on earth should you keep him as the head coach? Uh, and, again, that's just another reason I think he was let go today. And I think Lovey Smith uh, – if he's ever going to make it to being a head coach again, um, it's going to be he's going to have to build himself all the way back up. But his track record throughout his career as a head coach, it's just not pretty when you look at the stats, when you look at the records, when you look at what he's done in the months of November and December when his team consistently has fallen apart. And the Bucks did again this year with a four-game losing streak. Um, there's just a lot not to like with Lovey Smith, and there's always a new crop of coaches coming in. I don't think he'll ever coach as a head coach again unless he gets very, very lucky. Well, thank you very much, as always, for joining us. We thought we were done with you for a while, Justin. Well, we should talk to when they hire their new head coach, too. We will definitely touch base when that happens. (laughs) Uh, So we are certainly not done with you yet. Your insight is certainly always appreciated, my man. Everybody go to BucksBlitz.com. Watch Justin's videos. He's a passionate man who knows his football. Thank you, as always, my friend, and uh, we look forward to speaking with you soon. Yeah, I'll have a ton of stories coming out in the next 24 hours, too, so check that out. Thanks, guys. Sounds good. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it.